My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother or sister will be liable to judgment. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Anger? Lust? Swearing? Quite the trifecta that our teacher puts in front of our attention this morning. And of course, it would be interesting, maybe, but not really, to understand what he was talking about in his times and in his culture. But we have no shortage of anger, lust, and swearing right here in ours. They are pervasive and they are toxic. And it's so easy to think that they're really not doing any damage to those who receive them and those who give them. But maybe we need to let our teacher teach us, call our attention to things that we just might need to pay attention to. Now, of course, it might be far more to the point if I were giving this homily in a sports bar in Boston while the Eagles and the Chiefs are playing tonight, or a locker room somewhere, or a workplace, or a home and a family in the privacy of their home, or couples in the intimacy of their relationships. And I guess I am. Because anger, lust, and swearing might just be in all of those places. And they might be engaged in or received by each one of us in a whole variety of ways. Jesus is calling us to something greater. He's calling us to live in the wisdom and the dignity that our God has placed around us and within us. He's calling us in this particular section of the Sermon on the Mount to be far better versions of ourselves than we already are. To notice a little bit more and to be willing to perhaps make some changes that we've not yet quite made. And I think for that, anger, lust, and swearing are right down the middle. So I think what Jesus is asking us to do is to maybe actually pay attention to the place of anger and lust and swearing in your experience, in your behavior, in the climates and cultures and societies that we create whenever we gather. And to ask ourselves, 
is this really the best we can do? Or can we do better? Can we rise to the occasion and see in ourselves what Jesus sees in us? The true wisdom, the beauty, the goodness, the holiness of our creator? Or do we continually need to assume that's there, but hide it and veil it under behaviors that take the form of inappropriately expressed anger and lust either openly expressed or harbored in our hearts or swearing either out loud or silently and ask ourselves if indeed we are being and rising to be what we already are and can be if we choose to. So there's two things that underlie what Jesus is talking about. One is that great wisdom of God that Paul tells us about, that we bear within us, that we carry. As the opening prayer of our liturgy said, we are the dwelling place of God's wisdom, of God's spirit, of God's beauty and goodness. Can we let that sink in and perhaps affect the second theme that underlies Jesus' instruction today? And that is our freedom. We get to choose. We get to choose how we express ourselves. We get to choose an awful lot about how we create environments. We get to choose a great deal about how we engage in our relationship with each other. We get to choose truth. We get to choose goodness. We get to choose love. And perhaps Habits like anger and lust and swearing veil and hide that truth. And we can hide behind the idea that we really don't have a choice. It's become so automatic, so instinctive, so re reactionary, that it's easy to believe that behaviors that evoke anger, lust, and swearing are outside of us. Someone made me mad, so I let them have it. Something didn't surprise me, something disturbed me, something uh, bothered me. So I had to use a lot of extra adjectives to express myself, or adverbs, I never know which one we're talking about. The thing is, Things happen to us. And yes, we don't have too much choice about what comes into us from outside. And yes, those things that come into us do evoke strong emotions that easily flow into instinctive responses and behavior. We don't have a choice about what comes in. We don't have a choice about the emotions that we feel towards it, but we have every choice in freedom about how we respond. Jesus is looking at his crowd that day, and he's looking at us saying, can you be better than you are? Can you find that freedom to say, the only instinctive response I have to this moment is to swear and to say, maybe I can do something else. Or the only instinctive response I have now is to yell, maybe you can do something else. The only instinctive response I have now 
is to pander to my inner desires and my selfishness and turn myself into an object and others into objects. And Jesus is looking at us and saying, I know you can do better. You weren't made for that. You were made to express beauty. You were made to live in great dignity. You were made to experience respect for yourselves and respect for others. You were made to see in yourselves and each other. But I always see in you and what your God sees in you. Someone worthy of everything we have. Because you are precious. And valuable. And worth so much more. Than instinctive behaviors. That turn peaceful places. Into places of hostility and aggression. That turn dignified gatherings. Into gatherings that are filled with violence. Even if no one's hitting each other. That, gather, that turn communities into places of assault, even if it's only verbal. And so let's allow our teacher to call our attention, perhaps to places and spaces in our lives that we'd rather not dwell on and see if in fact we can't respond to his challenge to do a little bit better than we've already been doing.